Hey, how you doing? This is Bronte. This is just my opinion. Um, today we're going to be talking about the the NBA um, top 50 of all time list that was made by Bleach Report. Um, it was made on September 26th. I'm doing this a couple of days after kind of getting my mind around it. Um, and if you haven't looked at the, if you haven't looked at the article, you should go check it out. It's a it's a pretty good article. Um, the list the list is a little. I would say a little off, and I'm going to talk about the two guys that I think are the two biggest snubs on this list, um, who didn't make it. So let's get started. The first big one that I that I see here is Allen Iverson. Um, Allen Iverson is the greatest pound for pound scorer of all time. I don't think that there's any argument about that. He's top 10 in um, career average of points. And he's second in his playoff scoring average. So the greatest pound-for-pound scorer for a guy that's 6 foot 165 pounds in his playing, his playing weight. Um, so to me, that's, that says a lot about him um, and the respect that needs to be put on his name. Uh, guy, you know, for the, for the most part of his career, he played majority of games, you know, whatever, you know, um, unless with major injuries, he, this is a guy who played, um, a guy who averaged, of course, t- almost 27 points per game, over six assists a game, over two steals a game, almost four rebounds a game. Um, he was a little, he was a little streaky. I do understand why the analytics and stuff might say like, oh, he was a, high usage player or but I also but I would go back and say this was a guy who in his time in the league really he really um changed the way that little guys were seen in the league um and I would even argue he's kind of he kind of was the guy who kind of pushed forward the the league changing the way that it's going to more of a guard instead of it being more big men being more fast paced he was kind of a he did it a little differently, but, you know, he was a big part of that. Um, yeah, I just don't see how you can have a guy who averaged 26 points, who averaged over 26 points a game, a four-time scoring champion over, over what, 14 seasons, I believe, roughly. Roughly, um, you know, he's missed some time, but over 14 seasons. How you can have him not on the top 100 list. A guy who who single-handedly, nothing against the players that were on his team in Philadelphia, but he carried them to a finals on the offensive end. The defensive end, they they did their thing and led them to a win over, over the Lakers. Even though that was only one win, that was a team that was completely outmatched. The fact that they even won one game on the road was amazing. Uh, this is a guy who's led the league in steals three times. One of the, yeah, one of the best thieves in the NBA history as well. Um, which I don't think he gets enough credit for. He's he was he wasn't a great defender. I'm not, but he was a guy who who was active on the defensive end his whole career. Uh, a guy who put it all on the line. Uh, a guy who if he was six three. He probably you probably be putting him in the top ten. Um, the other one that kind of threw me off a little bit was Dominique Wilkins. 
This is he's a one-time scoring champion, the guy. Um, he's a set. He's a seven-time All NBA player, just like Allen Iverson. Uh, Allen Iverson had more first and second teams. Uh, Dominique Wilkins was always a second, third team type of guy. Uh, still really good. Um, you know, a guy who averaged over, who averaged almost seven assists a game or seven rebounds a game, two and a half assists a game, a steal, uh, averaged almost twenty-five points per game over his fifteen-year career. This was a guy who was really good. I'm sorry, sixteen-year career. Um, Orlando, he played. <laughs> he did play twenty-seven games in Orlando. Um, this was a guy who was also really good. Uh, you know, who put Atlanta on the map and carried them through a lot of years and would get them into the playoffs somehow without having a great supporting cast. Um, he ranks third in NBA history, uh, um, consecutive season scoring two thousand or more points. You know, he holds quite a few NBA records. So he's a guy I'm, I was very surprised to see he didn't make the list as well. Really good player. Um, I was looking at this. The guy I was really surprised to see that made the list of top 50 of all time was Paul Gasol. As a, Lake, as a Lakers fan, as a Kobe Bryant fan, I love Paul Gasol. He has a special place in my heart. Um... But not making the top, making the top fifty to me seemed like a little bit of a stretch for a guy who was never the, who was never a true number one on a good team. Uh, he was a really good number two on some championship teams, and I definitely understand that. Um, but even when you look at a guy like Scottie Pippen, the years that Jordan wasn't there when he was the number one, they still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So that was still a really good player. Um, you know his, I say his numbers. I think. I think people he is going. He's one of those players that's a little unappreciated, but he deserve deservedly so was really really good. Um, and but I was I was I was thinking I would see him on the honor the honorable mission list. I wasn't really expecting to see him on that list. And another guy I'm, I don't even want to say surprised to say, to see on this list because I understand why he's here. But I was a slight bit surprised to see, especially see, seeing that Allen Iverson didn't make the list was Ray Allen. Um, Ray Allen's not a guy when I think of top 50 players of all time that I think of. I do think that his playoff, his playoff push kind of pushed him ahead of Allen Iverson. But once again, this isn't a guy, Allen Iverson was a, was a guy who led his team to the finals. Ray Allen was the third best player on, on the finals team that he went to with the Celtics and the fourth best player on the Heat when when they made it to the finals. He's never been, as a number one, he's never been able to carry a team like Allen Iverson had. So to me, that kind of threw me off. But of course, if you're looking at it from a career perspective, I do still, I do understand. Um, he was, all, you know, he was probably a better uh, defender all around than Allen Iverson, especially towards the middle later of his career. You know, uh, he had good size, you know, he was, very athletic when he was on the Sonics. A uh, very good player, um, but to see him in to see him in the top fifty, it was a little surprising. Um, so I think I think in ten years, if you ask somebody, who would you rather ha- who would you rather have to be the number one on your team, Allen Iverson or Ray Allen, um, throughout their career, most people would pick Allen Iverson. Uh, but you know that's neither here nor there. 
those are those are my biggest snubs and my biggest surprises on the list. Um, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, it'll be in the description. You can also follow me um, on here. You can hit the subscribe button if you enjoy what you're, what you're hearing. If you're not, you know, just leave a comment. Let me know what I can do better, um, you know, because this is for the people. All right, so you guys have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now, to continue on about the Bleacher Report article at the top 50 of all time in the NBA, I'm going to talk about some people I was surprised how high they were and how I was surprised about how low they were. For this list, I'll... I'll be kind of all over the the top 50. Um, not surprising. I think there's a couple of people that I was surprised of where they landed. Um, and I'm going to start with Manu Ginobili. Number 37 of all, all time. He's great. Um, I was surprised to see him at number 37. Uh, I was... If he was on this list, I was just expecting him to be kind of in the 40s. I, I do understand they looked at his numbers per 36. And like they said, uh, per 75 possessions, it's about it's about the same as Kobe's during, during their 10-year peak. So that's pretty comparison. That's pretty impressive when you look at that comparison. Uh, but... It's, I think he's kind of taken for granted. And when I looked at the numbers, I understood why they put him at 37. Do I agree with that? I don't know if he's truly the 37th best player of all time. Once again, if I'm doing a, I try to think about it if I'm doing a mock draft or if I'm doing a draft for my life. If I'm on pick 37, I'm probably not picking Manu over some guys that would be left, like over Patrick Ewing or a Bill Walton in his prime. Or even a guy like Paul Pierce or Kawhi Leonard. Um, I'm not sure if I'm picking him over those guys. Um, but I understand it's a career thing. And it's a career stat. And, you know, this is a guy that's a what three-time champion. Um, so it makes sense. Uh, another guy I was surprised to see ranked as high as he was was Steve Nash. And I understand people are going to say, well, he's a two-time MVP, you know. And he was great. There's There's no doubting his greatness. Um, now he was the guy, um, if Allen Iverson was, a, was the guy who kind of like sped up the process of, um, speeding the game up a little bit and playing balls to the wall, like the Russ Westbrook that we see, Steve Nash took that speed and he torched the fucking league with it, um, on his way to two MVP titles. Um, my biggest gripe with Steve Nash being that high is he never even made it to an NBA finals. Um. Not not to say that he had to be the, you know, not saying that they, he had to win the championship, but he didn't even make it to one. Um, I think that says a lot. When you're a two-time MVP, I can't think of any two-time MVPs that didn't at least make it to the finals. So um, with that being said, I'm, I was a little surprised to see him at 30, at 35. I was expecting to see him kind of in the 40s as well. Uh, maybe... Uh, he's he's in front of Westbrook, and I I agree with it. I guess it's they they are very close. If I'm if I'm picking who I who I would prefer, but you know now we're gonna get to the top fifteen. I'm 
scrolling down. Um, Chris Paul at 28, I thought he was going to be a little bit higher. I thought he would be more, I thought he was going to be in the lower 20s. Um, James Harden at 28, that I like that one. That wasn't too, too bad. Um, he, he's going to be a guy in the top 20s by the end of his career. Um, definitely, if he, wins a, if he wins a chip, he's going to be top 10. And that's... So that's going to be the big goal for him. I, th- I think if, I think if he had a championship, if he was if he had a championship, if he was the first or second player, they would have won one in OKC. All three of those guys would be ranked in the top thirty right now. No question, Westbrook was the lowest ranking. The guy that really surprised me um, that they didn't have D Wade in the top twenty. Um, he's not an MVP. He's never won an MVP, so I do understand it. But he was kind of surprising to me. I thought he would be ranked ahead of Dirk, even though Dirk's, I think Dirk, his longevity and his ability to, even as he got older, still be really good, where D-Wade kind of fell off, and he was very injury prone. Um, a one that was weird to me was Steph Curry in the top 10. I'm a, I'm a huge Kobe fan, so to see Steph Curry ranked ahead of Kobe was a little off-putting to me. But I, I I won't even argue. I'll take Kobe out of this equation because I thought Kobe should have easily been at least if he wasn't gonna be top ten. Like I'm I'm okay with with most of the people in front of Kobe, Oscar Robinson, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon. You can't you can never. I'm not gonna argue that those guys didn't have as good of a career or better career than Kobe. I won't argue that that that's splitting hairs to me. Kobe is somewhere between. If you ask me his all-time ranking between 9 and 13. To have Steph Curry there right now in the top 10 to me was a little ridiculous. And this is why. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Golden State Warrior fans, a lot of, a lot of you know, 10-year-old kids. Steph Curry's the best player ever. Um, I, I would argue that in the biggest moments, Steph Curry doesn't show up. And to be to for me to be a top ten player, you have to have not only not only an MVP, but you have to have a Finals MVP. I think when you look at everybody else on that top ten list, that is the one thing that all of them have. They have the MVP and they have Finals MVPs. And Steph Curry, and Steph Curry, for him to be a top ten player. The guy that's at number fourteen, who I would who I would wholeheartedly say is better than Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, or I'm sorry, at number fifteen, Kevin Durant won two of those Finals MVPs. They're both in their prime. Kevin Durant was the best player on that team in Steph Curry's prime. So to me, I think that's where I think if you put Steph Curry at like, I would say I would even put him behind. Um, a Kevin Garnett and a Dirk Nowitzki. I put them at like number eighteen at this point, around Jerry West territory. But there's no way in hell he should be better than than anybody in that top fifteen. He's not. He's not past Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant should be higher than him. I would even argue that Kevin Durant could be higher than Kobe. Um, but since we're talking about career, Kobe did have a great career. Um, I didn't realize per 75, he actually got better. I thought he was going to get worse per game. <laughs> um, not by much. But his true shooting percentage, his net rating swing, and his plus or minus was great. Um, 
his longevity. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon, I think, if you're asking me, Hakeem Olajuwon or Steph Curry in any area, I'm picking Hakeem Olajuwon. Maybe only in this area, that's, and that's kind of where I don't agree with the Steph Curry being top 10. When you look at a top 10 player, you're saying in, in most areas, this is a guy who could dominate. A guy like a guy like Oscar Robinson, he would be at worst a Russell Westbrook type player. A guy that can do a little bit of everything. A guy who would be all star, a perennial MVP candidate. Steph Curry, when there were guys like that who were doing this in the nineties, they weren't not saying that they had the shooting stroke that Steph Curry had, but they weren't putting up numbers like that. And combined with the fact that he has one of the best teams of all time. Which of course he is the anchor to, which I will definitely give him the credit for. But you have one, you have another great shooter with you. You have one of the best defenders, um, a top ten defender, arguably of all time, um, all around. When you're talking about Draymond Green, um, and then you have a guy like KD, who once again, like I said, who stepped in and became the better player of the two. It was Steph Curry's team, but he, KD was is definitely better than Steph Curry. I think this. I think this year is the year. If he, to me, this year Steph Curry has to, he has to average at least, he has to average close to twenty nine to thirty points a game. And he and his team is going to have to win fit at least fifty games, because because he, he still has Draymond Green, who's once again one of the top defenders of all time. You got D'Angelo Russell, and then you have one of the best coaches of all time, and Steve Kerr. Um. Okay, I'll backtrack the Steve Kerr comment. He's a great coach. I think, once again, this is going to show you how good all these guys are. Steph Curry hasn't had to truly, truly, truly carry a team for a full season. And so we're going to see Steph Steph Curry as the true, true, true focal point, not having great shooters around him. And we're going to see what he's made of. Uh, Like I said, KD should definitely be be higher than... than, um, Steph, I think Kobe should be higher than Steph. Akeem Olajuwon should be higher than Steph. David Robinson, I was a little surprised to see David Robinson ahead of Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon to me was the, he's a guy. Even now, uh, if I had a chance to, to pick him, he would be one of my first two picks. He would definitely be one of my first two picks. He's a guy who was a defensive player of the year, all-NBA player, and all-NBA selection, all-star course, two finals MVPs, an MVP, two titles. Um, Elijah Wong was was truly the full package. Uh, And I think if he was was in this era, he probably would have learned how to shoot. He would have had a wet jump shot. Um, David Robinson, once again, great, great player. I would, I would, but I would pick him over Steph Curry as well, as far as all time great. Um, I guess this was virtually an eleven minute video of me shitting on Steph Curry, even though I love Steph Curry. Steph Curry, he's made basketball really exciting to watch again. Um, so I don't have anything against Steph Curry. I just, I was just looking at this and my mind was blown that Steph Curry made the top ten list. Um, you know, there's like the argument that he could be the greatest point guard of all time, but that doesn't put him, that doesn't mean he's a top 10 player of all time. That doesn't put him ahead of a guy like Kevin Durant or a guy like Hakeem Olajuwon, in my opinion. 
So, you know what? I recant my statement. Steph Curry should be like number 15. I'm I'm okay with you putting him ahead of guys like Kevin Durant and Dirk Nowitzki. I am. I'm actually very okay with that. I just don't think he should be ahead of God. I, don't, I just don't think he's quite top top 15 quite yet. He or he's not quite top, uh, top 10 quite yet. Um. So let's add flag. Oh shit! 